Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chalk Podcast. I am your host, Andy Mitz. Today, we are doing our bracket preview episode. Both the men's and women's brackets are out for the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, Kent's end up getting screwed in both of them. On the men's side, they got the third overall number one seed um, displaced from the Midwest bracket, and we will talk about that here in just a minute. But really quick, before we jump over there, the women didn't even make the NCAA field at all. They will be a one of the number one seeds in the WNIT will be hosting a game coming up this Friday at Allen Fieldhouse. But let's talk about the men to help me do that. Coming to the, back to the podcast, it is the KU Scoopmeister himself. Um, he writes the hearings uh, newsletter. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed if you're not already. It is Mike Vernon. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And it's kind of fun to, to actually have something to plug. Uh, we're in, yeah. in the past. I haven't. So there's an actual website now or newsletter. At least there's something. There's something. Yeah, you know, it was funny because you, it used to be you saying, "Hey, look, it, do, it doesn't matter because I'm not plugging anything, so it doesn't matter." And now you're plugging something, but it's not. You okay. know, it's, it's I've sold out. It's scoops. It's scoops. It's for still people. scoops. It's it's scoops so. for the people. Um, exactly. No, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. Oh, yeah, of course. So I listened to your Twitter spaces, um, or at least a good portion of your Twitter spaces, because I was in an airport, um, which is also why this is a a audio version only of the podcast. There will not be any video clips from this one, but that's okay. Um, wanted to talk about this bracket, wanted to get this out. Instead of waiting until I got back home on Wednesday night and trying to get something out for Thursday morning, decided we're just going to go ahead and record this now. Looking at the bracket, I think you, like every other single Kansas fan was completely shocked to see the bracket when it came out. Um, was the fact that Kansas is out in the West, the most surprising thing or the other, or the gigantic number of other dangerous teams that are out there? Um, like which, which one of those was more shocking for you? The, oh, wow. Uh, in real time, 
it was the West. In a retrospect, it is five of the top 11 Kinpon teams being in, in the same region out West. So real time, you're just like almost blinded by it because that is one that was a shocker. Not having number one overall said it before the show, like doesn't matter. But Midwest matters. And so to send Houston to the Midwest and then KU to Vegas, it just made it made no sense. Now, in retrospect, if we're talking true, how did this happen? It's it's uh, looking at the Ken Palm rankings of the teams in the region. So I've kind of had it shift both ways. Uh, so retrospect, it's just the number of teams. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's absolutely insane. So you've got Kansas, who's the number one seed at, uh, I think last I looked at Ken Palm, they were number eight, I believe. Um, and then you've got, let's see, UConn is the, I'm sorry, Kansas at number nine. UConn is the number four seed in the region and also the number four team at Ken Palm. UCLA is the two seed in the region and also the number two team at Ken Palm. You then have uh, St. Mary's, who is the number 11 seed. Uh, I'm sorry, the number 11 at Ken Palm. They are the five seed in this region. Uh, and then you go look and you've got like a TCU. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is at 27 and they're oh, a, yeah. a six seed there, which Arkansas. which lines up pretty well, but it just kind of sucks that it's TCU. But then also Gonzaga, who is a number eight uh, yes. over at Ken Palm. They are the three seed in this region. So yeah, it is an absolutely loaded region. I have to keep telling myself, hey, Kansas does not have to play all five of those teams. Like Correct. they only get, they only have to play, you know, two of them. So yes, it's, it's a difficult region. Um, you are not going to have a game off. I think after that first weekend, like I feel good about Kansas getting through the first weekend because you've got Howard, you know, that, you know, no, no disrespect to Howard, but it's Howard. Kansas is not going to be the second team to lose one 16 matchup. Um, and then you have Arkansas who, yeah, they had a lot of promise coming into the year, but they have fallen off horribly. They have been a very bad team recently. Um, and then Illinois, like, those are two teams that if this was a month ago, I probably would have been fairly worried about those games. But now, the way that they've been playing, I'm not really that worried. So, I think KU's pretty safe to get through that first weekend. Then it's, you go out to Vegas, and there's just going to be a ridiculous gauntlet of teams that you have to worry about out there in Vegas, potentially. Vegas is stacked. Vegas is stacked. It could be really, it could be pretty fun. I'm not as confident as you are in making it out of the first weekend. Uh, You know, you're not going to be terrified. KU will be a favorite, but not not substantially. Um, Arkansas has pieces. They've got the pieces even since since uh, like February 13th. I just pulled it up. On, on Torvik, which is like Kim Palm, but it lets you filter. Right. Yeah, they're three and five. So they've lost a bunch of games. They're still number 18 in that time period. You go another week where they've really, really fallen off. 26. They're, they're around K-State. KU should win that game. It is – they've got some NBA talent, like lottery talent, multiple lottery talent guys. Still, they're really, really young. And then you've got Illinois, which is kind of like a, a win one for hopefully the team will be ready for, for Bill. Uh, but Illinois fans have certainly wanted a revenge game there for some time. 
in the other thing is um we don't know that self will be coaching this weekend or opening weekend Kurt certainly key says they expect it he will be with the team all great news wish him all the best but you know until he's there on the sideline you just don't you don't know so that's that's right. another reason where the confidence could could tick down a teeny bit um it's it, that's a tricky second round game i feel like normally when everyone freaks out about one team arkansas the other one can sometimes win so you know i don't know about illinois they've got some size down low though and coleman hawkins who i think probably gave ku some issues in the in the secret scrimmage uh that they played this summer which is kind of yeah. fun these teams have played each other I mean, I think the one thing that I would be worried about is Des Moines is basically halfway mm-hmm. for, you know, Illinois and Kansas. Like, it is not going to be – well, it, it will still be, I think, heavily towards Kansas, but it's not going to be as drastic as you would normally expect to see. And then you also, yeah. you know, look at the fact that Des Moines, you know, Des Moines is going to have – Texas is going to be there. You're going to have Penn State there. Like, you're going to have a bunch of other teams, too, that are going to want to be in the building – and I can guarantee that for the most part, all of them are going to be rooting against against the Jayhawks because you know it's Kansas. Like people like to root against the teams that are that are heavily favored. So yeah. I will be very interested to just kind of see what the makeup of that is. Um, I just think that you know, barring like Kevin McCuller not being able to come back completely, yeah. having issues there, even without self being the one calling the shots, I think that McCuller gives them enough on the court. Coaching wise, and I mean, because we saw it against Iowa State. Like, I don't think any of those teams that they could face in the first weekend are better than Iowa State. And you saw with Kevin McCuller and Dewan Harris on the floor, and even Kevin McCuller like limping around on the floor, they were dominating Iowa State. Um, you know, in that second half there. So, and and I guess at that point McCuller wasn't even in. So, it's it's easily I think one of those that could go either way. You can't have them as hyped up as they were against Texas. And running out of energy really quick. But, um, you know, we, we completely skipped over anything that happened in the Big 12 tournament. Kansas obviously falling to Texas in the, in the championship game um, after two fairly gritty wins. The first one against West Virginia without Bill Self getting that kind of news. Um, and then the second one where Kevin McCuller gets injured. Probably, I, I think it was with about five minutes left in the first half. He took a hard foul. Uh, I'm sorry. He, he was called for a foul where a player landed on his back. Um, and he did not come back after that. Uh, you saw him on the bench getting his, you know, back ice down. Um, and then he was not there for the entire second half. But the team kind of rallied around him uh, being out, and they were able to move on from Iowa State. Unfortunately, they were extremely hyped up for the game against Texas. I think they used a bunch of energy up pretty quick. You also had, you know, Ernest Uday, who was overhelping like crazy that got them into a lot of trouble, I think, at times. Um, and he wasn't the only one, but there was definitely several players that were just trying to do too much, and it ended up biting them against a team in Texas that was super talented. I don't think there's any team, though, in that first weekend that they have to worry about that's going to be able to do those sorts of things to them. So I will be very interested to kind of see if they're able to make it out. You did point out about Bill Self, you know, potentially not being all the way back. Um, my understanding is that he will be with the team. He may not be the guy calling the shots on the bench, and he may even, you know, like stay in the hotel and not come to the – to the field house if he or to the court if he thinks that that's going to be an issue or he can't like not coach and he's not you know healthy enough to coach um but if he can go he's going to go and even a bill self that's at 50% you know because he has to be a little bit more more reserved and he's kind of there 
and not, you know, up and patrolling the sidelines is still a much better Bill Self to have. And it's going to be a huge boost, I think, to what they are doing. He'll be able to give real-time feedback, help them to kind of figure out what it is they want to do. He just won't be able to be as animated on the sideline, which, you know, we we don't need Bill Self getting a T this weekend. No, no, that's good. That's a good point. Any any involvement is, is a major plus. Um, the Texas game, to me, without Bill Self, showed how spoiled Kansas fans, we, the Kansas fans, have been uh, with in-game adjustments over the over the years. It was missing a bit during the Texas game. It's a major. It's a that's a great thing to hear that you think he'll be back or or with the team, just maybe not stalking the sidelines. Um, Hopefully weekend two could could help. And so one game at a time, you also want a good narrative. Hopefully the team's got the chip on their shoulder. No one thinks we can beat Arkansas or and then in hit, which is funny, but uh and then Illinois fans coming at their coach, self obviously ha- having health issues this month. So win one win one for Bill there. And then you're into the second weekend and uh I think I saw that uh returning National champ hasn't been to the Sweet 16 since Florida did it on their way to back-to-backs. So interesting. So once you're that second weekend, it's it's kind of it starts to get gravy from there. Right. So 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 get to the second weekend and they have a national championship in the back. That's that's oh yeah that's that's definitely what I was saying. Yes. (laughs) No. Yeah. It's it's um it's definitely. Um, I think that the, the fears are kind of overblown because you got to think about it, right? Every single year, the very first question, once the brackets come out is which team is the most, like, which number one is the most vulnerable. And this year, like the easy way, you know, it was easy to say, oh, well, yeah, that's Kansas because Bill Self being out because of all this other stuff happening. And I just don't think that that's actually the case. Like, Yes, you look at how difficult their bracket is. You look at all the stuff that they have going against them. But think about all the stuff they have going for them. Like, they have already shown that they can beat teams without all of their players. They've already shown that they can do a lot of this stuff. And they are able to do it well. And so it's really, I think, just a matter of them making sure that they can, you know, block out a lot of what's going on. They can use that internal motivation. They can get to where they need to get. Um, this is a team, though, that has shown time and time again that they can do it. It's just a matter of them locking in. And I think, you know, as as strange as it is to say it, I honestly think that the loss against Texas was almost a blessing in disguise because it was a very stark reminder of how small that, that margin of error is for them. You know, they have to have, especially if they're missing a particular player, they have to have guys that are actually going to step up and do what they need to do in order for them to be successful. And, you know, I, I think at times they've, they've gotten out of so many close calls that I think at times you can almost take for granted that, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to come back and win it. No big deal. Um, right. That's not always the case. Like, but I you think don't want to play are, that game. Yeah. You don't want to play that game in March. No, definitely not. So I will be very interested to see how far they're able to go and, you know, how, how much we're going to look back and laugh at all of the overreactions that we had, you know, because, because obviously Kansas is going to go win another national title. Um, I picked it in my bracket, so it has to happen. So um, that's how that, that's how it works. You know, UConn, UConn's going to be a gauntlet. Uh, I wouldn't mind a, a UCLA rematch in the, 
in the Bruins' backyard and avenge that loss from 07. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I certainly can. You you can see it, like you said. You only got to play one of one of the bottom half. So get through Arkansas, get through Illinois, get through Howard. UConn is, is tricky if that's who you play. St. Mary's less so, but still a high quality team. It's going to be really interesting. And then VCU uh, is a, a dangerous uh, double digit seed there for St. Mary's as well, just because they play very different styles. And uh, VCU's style has given St. Mary's some trouble looking at matchups. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I will be. I plan on being in Vegas hypothetically if the Jayhawks were to play a basketball game there. I hope a lot of people show up in in Iowa. And I, you know, yeah, they I know, you know, know they plenty, will. Oh yeah, I know plenty of people going to Des Moines. Um, I was ready to jump in at Kansas City, and obviously can't do that now. Um, so. It sounds like you're going to have to be our correspondent in Vegas. Uh, so we'll have to talk to you at some point about what's happening down there in Vegas as it's happening, because it's going to be a party. It always is. Uh, and of course, when KU fans come to town, it's even more. So, yeah, yeah, th- there'll be a great atmosphere and uh, Zags fans. I've, I've gone to the WCC title game before. <laughs> they travel in numbers. When is yeah. Vegas? Like, so I'm hoping, right, I'm hoping that Zags don't make it. Yeah, because I don't want to deal with that. They played there this, for both them and UCLA. This is right back where they played, so it will be really, really, really interesting to see see how that shakes out. A lot of teams that that have been shaky. So, all right, ups, so, and, ups and downs. Yeah, move yeah. move along. What do you want to? Yeah, do? let's let's go ahead and move on because we've already talked about all the KU stuff. Honestly, I think. Um, okay. We could talk about the second weekend, but I don't know that I necessarily want to. Looking around the rest of the bracket, though, in general, you know, I, I have a few complaints about specifically KU stuff and how much they've concentrated in the West bracket. But if I look around the rest of the bracket, I don't know how many other complaints that I have. Like, I don't know how many – I have a hard – I don't see a lot of teams that are super underseeded or super overseeded, with the exception of maybe Texas A&M, depending on how you think about them. Um, but other than that, like – it seems like most of the teams that are on the two, three, four line should be on the two, three, four line. You know, there's, there's some crazy bracketing principles type of things they have to worry about because the big 12 has so many, you know, upper level teams that they have to kind of move stuff around to make it work. Um, You know, and uh, well, really quick, I'm going to, I'm going to revisit. I am convinced at this point that the reason that Houston made it to the Midwest is because they did not want to have to reshuffle the entire Midwest and West brackets because they didn't want to take, you know, Texas and have to plunk them over to the West, um, you know, and to basically take all these teams and move around and make sure all that still works. Like we were too far gone essentially when Houston lost to Memphis in the AC, in the AAC title game, that it was too difficult to get Kansas where they probably should have been. So, um, but I mean, that kind of to that. That yeah. thing was set. I yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you know, the, Everyone talks about the the justification that he gives, and the more that I think about it, I think that just like they had to come up with a justification because it would have been too much too quickly to try to rejigger everything to make it work to put Kansas in the Midwest at number two, um, which which sucks for Kansas, which sucks for a lot of people that got affected by it. But 
Um, I mean, I at least kind of understand it, but I would have much preferred that they said it that way, that they said, Hey, look, Houston and Kansas were really, really close. Like, like, you know, there, you could see an argument for Kansas being in the Midwest, but the way that everything was set up, we didn't think that the loss to Memphis was enough to cause us to essentially scrap the bracket and start over. And, and that I could have, like, I wouldn't necessarily like that any better, but I at least would have understood it because it's like, it's a, it's something, you know, that makes sense with the way they have to do things. And, you know, moving Kansas to the Midwest does a lot to have to reshape a ton of different things. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, I don't like the explanation, but it's a much more coherent, much more credible explanation. And, you know, I can, like, I can handle stuff sucking because it sucks. I can't handle stuff sucking because people are just being stupid. So like, you know, the, the whole talking about the limitations of the bracketing and the timeline they had to work under and everything. That's one of those that sucks, but it's beyond people's control. Saying that Houston was the overall number two over Kansas because you combine quad one and quad two and Houston had competitive losses compared to some of Kansas's blowout losses, you know, ignoring, of course, the fact that all of Kansas losses were in quad one against really good teams and Houston's were not um, like that just comes across as an asinine, ridiculous you know, statement that doesn't reflect reality. And that's why people have a problem with it. So leaving that aside, the rest of the bracket, though. I like I like I said I thought they did fairly well. Was there anything that jumped out to you either a team that got in that shouldn't have or a team that got left out um or a team that's just heavily over underseated? Not not really. And I don't really focus on on that. A&M was the one that stood out. Obviously to me they wanted the A&M Texas matchup um as a committee it potentially in the second round. Oklahoma State got screwed again by the NCAA. That is a tradition as old, you know, tales all the time. Like, that's that's classic. So those are the two that stood out. But otherwise, no, not really. Um, no real shock to me at all. Um, again, I'm ranking teams since since February 20th, and Gonzaga's number one, UConn's number three, which is just yeah. brutal. Brutal for Pretty KU. Brutal. And UCLA's number nine. Anyway, you, you spin it, it shows up that way. But uh, no, I, I don't have ma- major qualms with with the rest of the bracket. It's all it's all logic with KU, just like you said. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, there is one silver lining. Um, if Kansas were to get knocked out much earlier than any of us expected, at least if you paid attention to what's going on with our sponsor here on the podcast, um, you would have plenty of rooting interest through the rest of. The or, or, I'm sorry of the NCAA tournament because Home Field Apparel is doing the third month mania yet again um, on Monday. If you're, you're listening to this on Tuesday, because I that's when I'm publishing it, but Monday they did. Hopefully you you saw it jumped on to their bracket. Uh, I forget what it is for the third. What exactly they're calling it, but essentially it's mystery T-shirts. You get a mystery T-shirt from the men and the women teams that are still in the tournament every single week. You get two shirts. Um, it's an absolutely great deal, and it gives you a reason to stay, you know, invested in the NCAA tournament because you can rock that awesome brand new shirt from Home Field Apparel uh, while you are watching the tournament for teams that you probably, before the box showed up, had absolutely no allegiance to. So um, that's the way that we roll. It's so much fun. I did the similar sort of thing for FCS football teams back a couple years ago, and it was 
I think it's still one of my favorite shirts to wear because of one, the reason I got it, but also it's just a kick-ass shirt. The, the UD, uh, from, from University of Delaware. So, but make sure you guys, if you have not already gone to home field apparel, use promo code chalk 12 and get 50% off your entire first order or pay attention during the tournament because they have been doing all kinds of great deals as teams advance doing flash sales, doing all kinds of stuff. I expect them to do similar stuff this year. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but make sure you're paying attention to home field apparel over on Twitter um, to get all the links and then, you know, make sure you go to the site as well. They have tons of fantastic stuff, but home field apparel promo code chalk 12 gets you 15% off that entire first order. All right, Mike, let's go ahead and wrap up here. What are your, I guess, thoughts? Uh, like, what would you say to KU fans that are worried about the way that this bracket is set up? Um, like, it, do you have, like, a message for them to make sure that you don't, like, worry about it too much? Or, or like, what is the main takeaway that you have going into March Madness this year? Well, sh- sure, you could say don't worry about the mules, just load the wagon. That, that would be the, the KU thought these days, this year. Like, but, but really, my, my focus has largely been on, on Bill Self for the last week and, um, want to see him back there want to see him back on the sideline that's what's going to be important to her back healthy selfishly of course on the sideline but timing is going to be everything there so that'll be a really big thing for for i think a lot of us and hopefully we get the chance to see him first weekend second weekend beyond on the sideline with the Jayhawks. So that'll be really big for me. If you're super upset about the, the bracket, sure. Obviously everyone's going to say, well, last year was a cakewalk. It really was, by the way. <laughs> like, it really was. So this is how it's going to go. The lack of logic is is totally fair in being upset. But at this point, narrative. We want the narrative. We want you want the team focus for every individual game. That's a really good way to do it, and I can see it playing out. Especially if Self is coming back for that Sweet 16, maybe hasn't been as involved first two games. There's your UConn narrative. We've got we've covered Arkansas and Illinois. Then you're playing for the Final Four, so just one at a time. You don't have to play all the teams, and and hopefully, for me. This tournament, it's all about Bill Self. That's that's exactly what I'll be thinking about the whole way through. The other thing to keep in mind here is that this season is already at the point where it's all gravy. Think about, we came off of a national yeah. championship yeah. losing 70% of the scoring, or more, yeah. depending on who you talk to. Um, Jalen Wilson stepped up. Kevin McCuller was an awesome transfer. You know, Dewan Harris really came into his own where he's not just a defensive guy that, you know, passes the ball to everybody, but he is now aggressive. And going into next year, he's going to be, I think, just as aggressive. Um, you know, you saw a lot of players develop. Yes, it would suck to not, you know, to, to waste the Grady Dick talent in the uh, in the NCAA tournament and not have him next year because I don't envision a, any way that he No, no, back. no. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> like, yeah, that would suck. But, I mean – you think about it, we've had guys come through like Andrew Wiggins before who, you know, they got they got beat early. You've had guys like, uh, you know, I mean, you've had this happen multiple times where something goes wrong going into the tournament and the tournament already is a crapshoot. Like, 
there was never an expectation that they would go back to back. There was never an expectation. Honestly, there was a lot of people, myself included, who thought there's a very good chance with how good the Big 12 is that they don't win the Big 12. Like, they won the Big 12 in the regular season. That you know, It took a ton of injuries and Bill Self having a health issue for them to not win the tournament as well. Like, you know, you, you want Self back as healthy as possible when he does eventually come back on the sidelines. Um, this is all gravy. Enjoy the tournament. Enjoy the fact that you have a, you know, we are so spoiled with teams that get one, two seeds that, you know, really shouldn't be. Because if you look at this Kansas team, there is no way, like, you look at the talent level, you look what they did, it's that incredible. they should have gotten, right. They There's no way that they should have gotten a one seed this year. There's no way that they should have won the regular season Big 12 title by, you know, a full game, like outright. Like that should have been, honestly, that should have been a shared title. Bill Self is freaking amazing. You know, we are completely spoiled as Kansas fans. So we just got a title last year. So enjoy that one. If you have to keep enjoying that one, because we don't get another one this year, I think everyone will survive. <laughs> but, hey, but we want to, but the, I will definitely is the take hope a, is in there. The I will hope take back to back. Right, right. But, but, but here's the thing. I'm at enjoy the point now. I'm at the point now, right, where it is foreseeable that they can do it. They have a good shot to do it. I feel it. I'm excited about that. But if I realistically, much like, you know, Kansas going to a bowl game in football, coming into the year, like, I thought they could go to a bowl game. I talked myself into it uh, quite early. But it got to the point where it was like, hey, if they lose out the rest of the year, they get five wins. Like, that's still a fantastic season for them. So, um but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Enjoy the ride, guys. It's going to be a fun tournament, even if Kansas doesn't make it all the way to the title game. Um, just enjoy what we've got here. The last, you know, the last game we're going to see if this team all together, um, because at most there's only six left. So either way, it's going to be the end of this team. And and hopefully we can have just as much fun next year as well. Um, but I'm sure hoping that we are celebrating national championship. So, but that is going to do it for us today, Mike. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you guys Thank so much you. for listening. Yes. Uh, it was great to have you. Um, I'm sure we will have you on sooner rather than later, especially if Kansas makes it to Vegas, then, uh, you know, the guy I normally have is not probably going to be allowed to go out to Vegas. Um, Brendan, you know, one of our writers over at Blue Wings Rising went last year uh, through the whole tournament for us and we were talking with him, but I don't think they're going to let him go to Vegas this year, unfortunately, but, but that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Mike, so much for joining me. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not already, go out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast. You subscribe, get every episode as it comes out. If you give us a rating and a review, five stars, nice comments, would be absolutely fantastic. But if for whatever reason you can't do that, please let us know what it is we can be doing better. We really do bring the podcast to you guys, get you all the information you need in a certain as entertaining a way as possible. So if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, people who want to try to interview, anything like that, contact me by email at rockchalkpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at rockchalkpod. We are part of the 1012 Podcast Network covering all the teams in the Big 12 Conference, including all the new ones that are coming in. We have almost every single team covered now. We are continuing to try to get the last holes filled. But go over to 1012network.com and you can find all the links to the great shows that we have. That is going to do it. Make sure you visit our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Um, absolutely love what they're doing there. Uh, third month of Mania, they're going to have a ton of fun. So make sure you are paying attention during the NCAA tournament. No matter where Kansas ends up in the tournament, there's plenty of stuff to enjoy. So that's going to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next time on the Rock and Chop Podcast.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.